Brothers, it's good to be with you. Um, it's always a it's always a nice surprise to respond to uh, what the Lord is asking of us, no matter what the Lord is asking of us, right? So it was uh, it was a bit of a surprise to hear from Deacon Bill and to say, "Hey, I need a priest. I need. I just. I just. Uh, come on, man. I need you to need you to pinch hit here." And and it's it's one of those things where I'm like. Come on, Bill. Like, come, like, get, get somebody who doesn't live 45 minutes away, right? You know, and then, and yet, it's always in these moments I found in priesthood and before and, and in everything else where you go, fine, I guess. All right, I'll just do it because it's, you know, I mean, it's the right thing to do. And then it becomes the greatest blessing of your day. I, I, I go through this all the time, especially with, with uh, emergency calls to the hospital. Um, it's like, I do not have time for that. I'm already working a 10 hour day. And that means I have to cancel meetings and piss people off. Right. And then go and like, and then you get there and they're like, Oh, here's the person's name. And they're like, Oh, we don't have that person on record. And you have to wait. Can you please call the manager? Right. It's like, and then you finally get to the person and every single time without fail, it is the greatest blessing of the day. It's maybe the greatest blessing of the week. Where here's this person, and they're just, just, just so full of faith. Their faith in Jesus Christ actually inspires. Like I go in there saying, "Yes, let 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 me come and and be charitable to you." And I walk out going, "Goodness gracious, Lord, you are so good to me, right?" So I, I, I'm having another moment like that. The Lord is so good to us, and He's good in unexpected ways. He will encounter us in unexpected ways. He will help us. So. <laughs> There's this this particularly graced moment, and I, I'm not trying to call anybody out, right? So Deacon Bill introduced me. He says, oh, this, this, uh, "Here's a professor over here. Here's Father Bob." And because and a few of you know me as your professor, right? I still have to grade your papers. Be nice to me. And um, and uh, and somebody said, uh, probably thinking that they couldn't be heard, but I'm young, so I have good ears. They said, <laughs> "They said he's just a kid. <laughs> he's just a kid." <laughs> And you know what my reaction is? I am. I am just a kid. And it brought back to me, and I say thank you for that. Thank you for saying that. Because one, it's true, right? I'm the youngest person in this room, I think. 34, I got you, you know? 35. <laughs> I'm the youngest person in this room. <laughs> right. Good. And God will do such great things in us, right? We ought not to kind of limit ourselves, right? Kind of get, kind of get over ourselves. Because so very often we will limit ourselves and what we can do for, for the Lord in whatever ministry He calls us to, in the apostolic life, and what, and, and, and the challenging things He calls us to, to bring our families to the Lord, to this personal relationship with the Lord, to bring our friends to a personal relationship with the Lord, to bring our neighbors to the personal relationship with the Lord, to bring those people who we have over for, for, uh, for the Super Bowl party next week, to a personal relationship with the Lord. He got, I can't, who, who am I to do that? I'm not a priest. I'm not a, not a deacon, right? Who am I to do that? No, you're a beloved son of God. He's just a kid. Yeah, you're right. I'm a beloved son of God. Before I'm a priest, before I was a deacon, I'm a beloved son of God. That's what we all are, gentlemen. And since we've been marked, we've been anointed priest, prophet, and king. Priest. So, so keep this in mind. In the Old Testament... Every time a, there's, there's, there's a priest of God, right? He is anointed, right? Oil is poured upon his head. Every time there's a prophet of God, he is anointed. And he is anointed to, to bring good tidings, right? He's anointed to bring the Lord's word to the people. 
and to do the Lord's will in all these amazing ways. Every time there is a king, one who shows the Lord's authority and, and, and bears the Lord's authority, he too is anointed. And guess what? All of us have been anointed in that way. You are anointed priest, prophet, and king. Priest to offer sacrifice, sacrifice of love, wherever you may be, right? And what does the priest say? What will I say in just a moment? Pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be made acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Is that sacrifice just mine? No, it is ours. This is what we offer to the Lord. Our sacrifice of praise, our sacrifice of prayer, our sacrifice. We give him bread and wine. He gives us his body and blood, right? This is our sacrifice. Now, I'm the ministerial priest, right? So I'm leading this congregation, right? I am in persona Christi. It's very special. St. John Vianney, he said, priest of Jesus Christ, if you knew what you were, you would die, right? If you really understood what it was to be a priest, you would die, You know what? I'm going to extend that. Christian, if you knew what you were, if you knew the dignity of what you were called to, you would die. Like your brain would explode. Your heart would explode. Right? Because the one who hung the stars in the sky hung upon a cross for you. If you knew what you were, if you knew how tremendously loved by the Lord you are, your heart would probably explode. So praise God that he doesn't reveal all his glory to us right now, right? Because we wouldn't be able to handle it. Every time an angel comes, and an angel is, is you know, in the presence of God at all times, so they're reflecting the glory of God, right? They have to say, don't, don't be afraid, be not afraid, right? Because that is, that is a, it's a fearful thing to encounter the glory of God. Well, guess what? You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Something Monsignor Pope says all the time. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. He will repeat it over and over and over. He's one of the most fantastic preachers. Um, but indeed, if you knew what you were, you would die. You just you, you, you would be so overwhelmed that the Lord has loved you in this way. So yeah, I'm a child. I'm a kid. I'm a beloved son of God and proud of it. It reminds me of um, the... The, f- the first reading at my ordination. And perhaps you've heard it before. It's from the book of Jeremiah. And it's the call of Jeremiah. And the word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the bowels of thy mother, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And made thee a prophet unto the nations. And I said, Ah, Lord God, Behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. And the Lord said to me, Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee. And whatsoever I shall command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid at their presence, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. God is with us. Who can be against us? I am sending you. Right? And as he was anointed prophet, so are you. So often we will limit ourselves. I, 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 I was just named administrator, soon to be pastor, of, uh, of a big parish. And a parish that every priest wants. Or at least they think they want until they get there and they realize it's, you know, it's, like, it's really hard to take care of lots of stuff. Um, but I'm at Our Lady Star of the Sea in Solomons, Maryland. I live on an island, right? And I'm 34 and the pastor of a parish. Right? That's with, with a school with 200 kids. What? What are you thinking, Lord? Right? He's thinking it's not about me. It's about the glorious things he will do in us. 
So if I were to say, like Jeremiah, Ah, Lord God, I cannot go, I am too young. I know not what to say. It's not about us. We need to really get over ourselves, gentlemen, right? If ever we hear ourselves saying that, who am I to be this witness to family members, to friends, to the people around me? Who am I to be that prayerful guy, right? I'm too, I'm too sinful. I'm too old. I'm too young. I'm too dumb. Put it aside. The Lord doesn't want to hear that. The Lord knows you. He made you. And guess what? He's calling you. His calling for you is to evangelize right where you are. So that is a great question that you offer the deacon. How can we evangelize? What does it look like to evangelize? Evangelize the people our Lord has given you. And for most of you, He has given you your bride, your wife. He has given you, entrusted to you, the soul of your wife, the soul of your children, the soul of your grandchildren, your godchildren, your nieces, your nephews. These are the people entrusted to you. Why do we call the priest father? Because the souls, these souls are entrusted to him. And it's modeled after your fatherhood. You have souls entrusted to you, so do I. That's why we're both called father. We have such a tremendous calling. And whether you're a biological father, or an adopted father, or a stepfather, or a godfather, or an uncle, you too are called to this fatherhood. Souls are entrusted to you. Say not, I am too young, or I'm too dumb, or I am too, you know, I'm, I, I couldn't possibly, I'm, not, I'm, I'm too much of a sinner. No, say not. But I tell you what, if you feel that way, tell the Lord that. Tell the Lord that. Don't just listen to me. Be like, okay, Father said so, I guess. But actually have that conversation with Him. Today in our Gospel, we have this, this really tremendous moment where... And I, I always find myself um, saying, oh, how wonderful it would be to be there and to experience the gospel, to, to, to hear the Lord say these things and to see the Lord say these things and to see his facial expressions and have him look in my eyes, right, as he did his, his apostles, his disciples. What would that be like? Oh, man, well, oh, phooey, I guess I missed it. I missed it. They were the chosen few. I'm not. And then I remember, wait a minute. God is with us, Emmanuel. God is with us. He's not abandoned His church. God is with us. God is in His church. He sent the Holy Spirit into our hearts at the baptism, at confirmation, at Pentecost. The Lord is with us, brothers. What did the deacon say? Put yourself in the scene. And put yourself in the scene, not just as a... It is a, a good spiritual exercise, right? It is a good intellectual exercise, an imaginative exercise even. But put yourself in the scene to know that these words were meant for you. When the gospel was proclaimed, it's not proclaimed to, to just, you know, to sort of, okay, these are the words that were written down. No, no, no. It is being proclaimed specifically to you. The gospel, those words were meant for you. So search those words. And spend some time with the Lord. Go to a deserted place to be with the Lord. And not just once a year at a retreat. This is wonderful. But carry the grace of your retreat into every single day. It's a good question to ask. Have I spent time with the Lord today? Have I spent some time face-to-face with the Lord today? Have I gone to the chapel? I've gone to that, that quiet place that I've set aside in, 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 my, in my home. 
Have I taken that walk with him, perhaps? Have I walked with him like the apostles would walk with him? So getting back to that, right? Getting back to, ah, Lord, I am too young. If you feel that way, I am too young, I am too dumb, I am too old, I am t- I'm not holy enough, right? Tell him that. The Lord really wants to have that conversation with you. Be savagely sincere with the Lord, as the apostles were. You know, <laughs> Peter rebukes the Lord, right? <laughs> the, the nerve, right? Is that a bad prayer of his? No, it's an honest prayer. That's where he's at. That's what he was thinking. So let's go to the Lord. Let's actually share our life with the Lord. As Deacon said, I'm, I'm teaching a diaconate class now on spiritual theology, which is essentially prayer. It's a practical, it's a practical class. So every, every class, every class period has, you know, a lesson of the spiritual life and the life of a saint and, um, and then one practical way of praying, right? And there are 10 classes. So we went through all sorts of ways of praying. And I kept coming back to this theme of these men who I hope to, God willing, who will serve by my side, right? Perhaps in my parish, perhaps in a local parish, perhaps on the other side of the diocese. And I, I really wanted to make this clear. I said, gentlemen, the bottom line is this. You've got to pray. If we're not praying, if we're not in touch with the Lord, if we're not having this daily conversation with Him, how are we supposed to know His will? How are we supposed to know Him? How are we supposed to love Him and be loved by Him? And receive what we need to receive in order to do our ministry well. So I said this over and over. I think they're, I'm not sure what you guys have planned for me. You're going to send it to me. There's a, it might be a shirt or something that says, pray, pray, pray. If you're not praying, you're not on the team. I probably said, he's smiling. I think I got it. Um, pray, pray, pray. If you're not praying, you're not on the team. If you are praying, you are a dynamic member of the team. Why? Because you're listening to the team captain. You are honed in, and you are—you have been given the gifts that you need in order to fulfill that mission that he has given you. Also, you're aware of the mission, right? The specific mission. You've discerned, okay, Lord, what today? What's going on today? So pray, pray, pray. If you don't pray, you're not on the team. If you don't go off to that, to that deserted place with the Lord, have that face-to-face with him. Perhaps in front of the Blessed Sacrament. So many of our, of our churches have a Blessed Sacrament chapel, a specific place where you could visit night and day. He's there waiting for you. He has waited there for 2,000 years. Why? For you. To have that daily conversation. So gentlemen, I can only encourage you. It is a game changer. It's a complete game changer. Having this personal relationship with the Lord. Putting time aside. For every other relationship in in, in our lives. That's important to us. What do we do? We put time aside for it. You put time aside for your wife. You put time aside for your girlfriend. Hopefully not simultaneously. Um, <laughs> right? You put time aside for family members and for friends and for people in business, right? You put it on the calendar. If it's important to you, you schedule it. And I think we ought to schedule it. Let's put that time aside for the Lord. Because so often it becomes that intimate conversation, that important conversation like it should get gets pushed to the side. Oh, little later, Lord. Little later, Lord. Little later, Lord. Right? Until there's no time left in the day. Put that time aside for the Lord. You guys see how relaxing this time of silence and prayer can be. How good it is when brothers pray together. The grace of this weekend can be the grace of every single day. 
You don't need to take three hours. Take 15 minutes. Take 15 minutes. Start there. If you're praying for a half hour, give a little bit more. If you're praying for an hour already, just maybe, maybe, maybe work on the, on the finer details of that conversation. Am I really using this time well? But let's take that time to be with the Lord just a little bit more. How important it is, how good it is to be with the Lord. I love this. Our Lord sent out his disciples to preach, says St. Josemaria. And when they came back, he gathered them together and invited them to go with him to a deserted place where they could rest. What marvelous things Jesus would ask them and tell them. Well, the gospel is always relevant to the present day. What marvelous things the Lord will ask you and tell you if you take the time to go to a deserted place and pray. Take time each day to pray. It doesn't have to be complicated. Keep it simple. But do, th- do take that time. Pray, pray, pray. If you're not praying, you're not on the team. If you are, you'll be a dynamic Christian man. Amen. 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 <clears> Thank <throat> you.